0: Welcome back to the Cody Foger Podcast. Derek Larger across the way. Derek, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing, Cody? Good, man. I'm excited for our second episode together. And, man, a lot of lot's happened in Colts world since the last time we talked last week. And so uh, I thought we'd start first with uh, probably the, the most breaking news. Uh, Andrew Luck is going to be a father, Derek. Andrew Luck's going to be a father. And, um uh, As you know, Andrew Luck got married this off season, uh, March thirtieth of this year, uh, in Prague with to his longtime girlfriend from Stanford, Uh, and now Andrew Luck's having a baby.
1: Yeah, uh, you know that's a great Father's Day gift to him, early Father's Day gift to him. But uh, it's kind of funny that you know this story came out because it obviously brings up a lot of the jokes, and you know obviously people are uh, making the joke of his calf being issue. Is that what, what was going on there? I mean, obviously we can all make those jokes over and over, but one thing I'm kind of curious is, uh, you know, we obviously, Cody, you said it, he got married in March 30th. It's now less than three months since they've been married. And now all of a sudden we're hearing he's going to have a child. I mean, that obviously didn't take very long, (laughs) that's, (laughs) that's really funny. I mean, but, but all jokes aside, I mean, great for Andrew Luck. I mean, obviously when you become a dad, uh, obviously your whole life changes flashes before your eyes. Uh, he said that he's obviously very nervous. He's, uh, very like scared of what's going to happen with all that. How's his life going to change and everything. But you know, I mean, good for him. Uh he's definitely in a very good situation right now. So obviously the uh circumstances couldn't be any better for him to finally have uh a kid of his own. So uh congrats to Andrew. I mean, what a what a great thing to happen.
0: Man, and just like holy cow, the difference in off seasons from a year ago uh to this year. I mean, Andrew Luck has had a great off season for sure. My my question for you, Derek, is what do you think the first words of Andrew Luck's babies are gonna be?
1: All right, I'm gonna quote something that has become a big a big uh topic in Colt's world this year. Run the damn ball. <laughs> that'll be that'll be his first words.
0: I'm thinking it's gonna be something like super, super like a complex word, like quintessential or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the nerdiness of Andrew Luck. That might work
0: and it's why's pretty smart too i mean i think she i don't even remember what she did i read but it, it was something really really complex and she went to stanford so she's uh not dumb at all she's definitely a smart lady uh but yeah probably phd right out of the womb Derek. uh andrew <laughs> luck's baby is probably gonna be like the next albert einstein or something like that man who knows <laughs> But it's a cool thing. All jokes aside, so glad for Andrew Luck that he's having such a great off season. And um, congrats to Mr. Luck and his family. And um, man, it's going to be really weird to see Andrew Luck as a father. And <laughs> it'll definitely change his world, like you said. And, and so, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it's funny thinking Quentin Nelson, the other, I think, what was it a couple months ago saying how big of a nerd that kid is. And just to imagine him having a kid, it's. It took all of Colts Nation by surprise. I think we all thought Andrew Luck would be the last person on the Colts team to be having a kid.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's safe to say that if he has a boy, he's not going to name it Ryan or Chuck, though.
1: Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Do
0: you Who's think so? Early predictions here. I think it's going to be boy or girl. I can't tell. And why.
1: By, uh, my absolute guess is. is with the the masculinity on Andrew Luck, you know, with the beard, the hair and everything, I just
0: can't imagine him not having a boy. That's just, that's just me. I, I'm actually for some reason I just have this very strong feeling That it's going to be a girl Andrew Luck's going to have a girl You heard it here first If it's true One of us is right And I guess we'll see um, In half a year or so, and so uh, Oh yeah Congratulations to Andrew Luck And that, that's exciting Some more cool news uh, From Coltsland Derek The Colts re-signed Nickel corner Kenny Moore Who uh, A little bit about Kenny Moore um, I actually heard something about when Chris Ballard, a couple years ago in the Colts, you know, the first year of Chris Ballard's tenure, um, when they really knew that they had, they were devoid of talent, uh, and they picked up Kenny Moore, I think they picked him off of a waiver claim. I, I think actually the same the same date they picked up Pierre Desir. So they got their two starting corners in one waiver claim. That's a heck of a waiver claim. Uh, but I think I remember Chris Ballard, you know, he's the type of guy that likes length. He likes very tall guys in his corners. I mean, you've seen that with the guys as he's drafted, uh, with Quincy Wilson, Rocky yassin Uh, And even signing Pierre Desire, I mean, those guys are all pretty tall, lengthy guys. Um, And then Kenny Moore, I think Chris Ballard admitted he wasn't his prototype. You know, he's 5'9", 185 pounds, so not a very big guy, to say the least. Uh, You know, a little bit more about Kenny Moore. He was undrafted. Uh, He actually worked out in Indianapolis and stuff, said he had no contact prior to um, with the Colts at all, and so he he was signed with the Patriots, and he was actually waived by the Patriots on final cutdowns and claimed by the Colts. And then I remember he kind of played some special teams in 2017. Uh, then some injuries that happened to some of the Colts starting corners uh, later on in the year. Um, Kenny Moore actually got a, a couple starts in 2017. It's kind of funny because I was actually at the game where Kenny Moore had his first career interception. And I think that was the the game against Thursday night game against the Denver Broncos, and so that's a cool little nugget. Uh, but yeah, Kenny Moore, uh, you know, he won the starting job in 2018, and he, I think it's safe to say that Kenny Moore had a breakout year. And he, you know, he he actually this is interesting. He set the Colts playoff sacks record. I, and he's I mean he plays cornerback. And so, you know, that those corner blitzes that Matt, Matt Eberflus was, was scheming up, Kenny Moore was really just, man, flying off the edge. He was making plays at the end of the year. And I think he was probably one of the best Colts players by the end of the year. And so he earned it, and the Colts rewarded him with a four-year extension. They made him actually the highest-paid slot corner in the league. Um, and I think it's safe to say that he's one of the top slot corners, definitely slot corners, but de- definitely one of the most underappreciated corners in the league, and I think he really showed flashes, Derek, in 2018 to why he can be a, a very good player for the Colts for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you knocked it out of the ballpark with just about everything there. Uh, like Ballard said, he, he's uh, not the usual prototype of guy that Ballard likes to have. Uh, he loves his lengthy corners, you know, the guys that can really contest for balls. But Kenny Moore is not of that kind of uh, caliber. He's definitely a 5'9", 170-pound guy, but he definitely has long arms to help make up for that. You know, he's one of those guys that has abnormally long arms for his height, but he's got great instincts, uh, and like you said, he's definitely one of the more underappreciated guys in the NFL. National media never really seems to really talk about uh, this Colt secondary very often and Kenny Moore is the first name that comes to mind whenever they say something like that and Kenny Moore you know that extension four years getting at least 30 million dollars over those four years with 18 million of it guaranteed he's definitely bringing in some big bank and other than Chris Harris jr I don't know if I can really name a slot corner better than Kenny Moore and definitely uh when it comes to best corners in the NFL you can definitely say he's up there. Uh, I would definitely say in the top 20 of corners in the NFL, no doubt. And it is great to see that, you know, Kenny Moore and Pierre both got both of their extensions this offseason, so uh, they both are being set for the next few years. Uh, yeah, you can't feel any more excitement for Kenny Moore than what we've all been saying. This guy has been a guy that was had a lot of uh, uncertainty in his life. Never was very highly recruited or anything. And now he, he comes from New England, only has a few times where he's able to play. And then now all of a sudden he's our starting corner and quite possibly our best corner at the moment. And it's just great to see, you know, the impact that he brings every game, just being able to lock down some of the best receivers in the game. And like I said, his instincts are second to none. Uh, You mentioned it, the sack record in a game. And being able to just make plays, not just in coverage, but being able to tackle. He has very good tackling numbers, which is sometimes under uh, underrated when it comes to corners. But yeah, this, this guy definitely deserves it. Kenny Moore is one of my favorite guys in that Colts defense. And I definitely saw a lot of good things out of him this year. And given the fact that he's so young, you know, being as young as he is, uh, just adding another corner piece. And Chris Ballard doing what he said he's going to do. He brings guys into his system. And if they perform and do what uh, the Colts ask them to do, they're going to get paid big bucks. And if Kenny Moore's getting these contracts, it's a pretty big wake-up call for the rest of the uh, Colts roster. If they can play like Kenny Moore has, they're going to get their payday as well.
0: Absolutely. I would definitely agree with everything you said, Derek. And one thing that's interesting that I just took note of with what the Colts have done in this offseason, I mean, now they have potentially three of their top four corners under contract for the next four years. And so they don't have to worry about that for years and years. And, And to your point, Derek, I think that's a good transition to what we wanted to talk about next into, you know, some fans have kind of expressed their opinions and their frustrations with Chris Ballard and why he's so frugal in free agency. And, and I think we kind of see like, you know, Chris Ballard is from day one, he said, I believe that in order to win in this league, you have to draft your own and you have to stack drafts on top of each other, good drafts on top of each other. And and you have to pay your own, and, and, and the Colts have quietly, I think fans don't realize this, but the Colts have quietly dished out a lot of cash this offseason, I mean, and, and a lot of it, besides the couple free agents that they brought in, a lot of it's been bringing back their own guys, so you, you got, you know, you think the Margus Hunt, the Mark Glowinski, the Clayton Gathers, the Pierre Desir, like we mentioned, Adam Vinatieri, Jamarcus Webb, you know, bring back some restricted free agents, you know, you bring back Luke Rhodes and Rigo Sanchez, and and then you got to think about well, what about Ryan Kelly? You know, do you extend him very soon? And what about Anthony Costanzo? You know, all these guys that are coming up for the Colts that they can get their deals done now and get them locked in for the future, and they still have a lot, a lot of cap room. I think what it does, Derek, is it allows them to bring in guys, young guys like Devin Funchess, um, and you know, bring them those guys with those big athletic traits like Chris Ballard likes that maybe haven't lived up to that potential yet, um, but are still very young and maybe just need a change of scenery like we saw with Eric Ebron last year. So it allows you to bring in guys like Devin Funches who who offer that tremendous upside, and you know you bring them in on one of your deals. And so it's like if they perform, great, we extend them. Um, if they do not perform, then we let them walk, and no harm, no foul. You're not tied into these guys for multiple years and in, in, in those contracts. And it also allows you, Derek, I think, to bring in guys and sprinkle in players like the Justin Houston uh, or a Spencer Ware to your roster, guys that kind of help fill holes and, and add depth to your team. And so, I think that's one thing that that I've really appreciated about Chris Ballard is is that he's done exactly what he said. And you know, people are kind of, you know, I know fans uh, at the beginning of the year were kind of like, "Well, are the Colts going to hit that threshold where they have to spend a certain amount, or are they going to take the fine?" Or you know, they're just worried about all of that, and then. You see, like, the Colts are actually spending money. Whether we really see it or not, whether we really realize it or not, you know, maybe they're not going out and signing the Le'Veon Bells of the world. But the Colts are still spending money, and they're and most importantly, they're bringing back guys that they believe fit into their system and fit into their culture.
1: Yeah, and if, if Funchess is anything, uh, if Ebron's any kind of example, if Funchess can have anything like what Ebron did, then my goodness, just wait until Andrew Luck has that opportunity to throw the ball to him. But... I kind of uh, thought of this example before we started recording this. I thought, uh, I've been on Twitter and I've been seeing a lot of NBA fans kind of talking about something similar to this. Uh, We've obviously know that the NBA has kind of shifted to, you know, that uh, it's a player's league. You know, it's not as much about the team anymore. It's more about what kind of players can you get. And obviously in the NFL, there's a lot of big stars. But there's a lot more players, there's a lot more opportunities to go places, and for the majority of the time, uh, the NBA uh, is a lot more generous to giving players the opportunity to move than the NFL is. But kind of what we saw is, is I've seen the Boston Celtics fans kind of talk about this. You know, Jason, uh, obviously Anthony Davis moved on. Uh, People were talking about, you know, moving Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, but what I've been seeing from Celtics fans is saying that Ainge, Danny Ainge, the, basically the main guy, has been become more focused on outside talent, talent outside of his own team, and generating that to his team rather than working within the confines of his own team. And that can hurt team morale, it slows the progression of the talent on the team, and it changes your mindset on how you look at things. I think Chris Ballard has done... An amazing job of being able to define both of those thresholds. He's been able to understand that you need both of those, but first thing you need to worry about is your own guys because that's how you build the foundation of your team is by bringing in your own players. You can't build an NFL roster by just going out in free agency and spending all of your money on a few main guys. That's just not how it is because in the NFL, unlike the NBA, if you have one small weakness in your team, a team will exploit it and you will lose. That's the difference between the NBA and the and the NFL is you have a lot more chances for in the NBA to make up for that when you have that talent, but in the NFL you don't get that. So Chris Ballard has just done a remarkable job of spending money, like you said, we have been spending money, just not the kind of money that most fans would like us to spend. But ultimately, it's the kind that uh, keeps the foundation happy and it brings talent in and it keeps talent in. Like you said, we've signed the guys that we feel can help continue to make this team grow like a Mark Lewinsky, Pierre, and with Kenny, and then still having the money to be able to bring in a guy like uh, Funchis and a guy like Justin Houston who both can play pivotal roles it's just funny because I keep I keep hearing this all the time from Colts Nation about you know what should we feel about Chris Ballard and his approach to this I mean honestly I think he's just an absolute genius and nowadays you see Colin cowherd all the time talking about it on his station about how Chris Ballard's probably the smartest GM in all of sports right now given how he's working this roster and how he's not falling into the trap of the national media you need to spend money you need to do all this to be able to win games no he's not following that he's following the right sort of uh receipt uh certain kind of things that you need to do in order to keep your team winning and I mean as as far as I'm concerned this is Chris Ballard's just hitting it on the head I have no complaints of this off season I will admit I was a little skeptical at first with everything that was going on. Seeing all these names go off the board, but after seeing what's happened this off season, I absolutely cannot complain.
0: Yeah, and it's so cool, man, to see Chris Ballard, and and I think it's it should be refreshing for Colts fans to see a GM who knows what his plan is and is executing it to a T and is not like you mentioned, falling into the trap of free agency. And so um, I know some fans could potentially point to you know team like the Rams who were in the Super Bowl who went out and kind of splurged in free agency the last year. Um, but ultimately Derek, it goes back to drafting well and even the Rams had to do that. I mean, they had to hit on guys like Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, all those guys. they had to hit on those guys. And then they could sprinkle in pieces in free agency and maybe add some talented guys. But uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with you, man. And just everything that Chris Ballard has done, he's done and executed to a T. And he's been very, very, um, I don't know the word. I guess he's been very, very disciplined in what he wants to do. For the first time ever, I mean, really, in Andrew Luck's career, he has a GM who's thinking about it's more than the quarterback. It's more than the quarterback. It's about the entire team. I remember that was a thing that Chris Ballard at his press conference really wanted to emphasize. He was like, Andrew Luck is a great, great player, but you have to build a team around him, right? And and to your point, in, in, in sports like in the NBA, like this is why I personally love the NFL so much is because you can't just buy a team. You can't just buy a team. You have to build a team. And I think it's good because no matter what size of market you are, you, know, you can be the small market. You could be Indianapolis market, and you know you, that's why you look at like teams like the like both New York teams, for example. They're awful right now, and they've not been good. They've been average at best for the last decade because every single year they go into free agency, or every single year they're not smart with how they draft. And just because they're a big market doesn't necessarily guarantee success. You know, every team I think has equal playing ground and it's all depends on the GM's philosophy. So I definitely agree with you, Derek, in that point. And, uh, I think Chris Ballard is definitely running the Colts the right way and Colts fans probably shouldn't doubt him because I mean, he's really, you know, every GM makes mistakes, but honestly, Chris Ballard has made not very many.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think you brought up a good point with the Rams. Uh, one thing that we don't mention as much—I mean, we obviously say it a lot about Frank Reich and everything—but one thing we kind of don't remember is that uh, the Rams in before uh, before obviously Sean McVay came in, they were they had practically the same team. The majority of that team was in place there. They were the same team, but they still could barely win a game and then all of a sudden you bring in the right coach with the right mindset and how to make these guys better, then all of a sudden they click. And that's just kind of another step in why we need to thank Chris Ballard for what he did is being dealt what he had to deal with with Josh McDaniels leaving, and then being able to bring in Frank Reich and seeing what Frank Reich has been able to do with his offensive system And just the new attitude he brings to the locker room, I mean, that's just another piece that Chris Ballard deserves a lot of credit for that we usually don't talk about a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And some more news now in Colts land. The Colts had officially signed all of their draft picks. They signed Bobby Okereke last Friday, and so now all the 2019 draft picks are under contract. And so that's exciting for the Colts. Now they don't have to worry about that. And it definitely seems like, you know, we touched on the Bobby Okariki situation last week, but it definitely seems like nothing's really come of that, which is very good news for the Colts. And um who do you think's gonna have out of all these rookies? I think the Colts drafted ten guys in twenty nineteen. Who are the who's the guy who you think is gonna have the biggest impact, immediate impact in twenty nineteen for the Colts?
1: Um let's see, for biggest impact. I definitely think that the biggest impact right away is definitely going to be Paris Campbell. I mean obviously we've talked about him so much uh, with his ability to just be able to change the way we see the game and just everything else that he does. Uh, I mean another one that you could think of is Rocky Sin. just depends on where he lands in the roster towards the end of the uh, off season. I mean obviously everyone in the in Colts Nation, everyone inside the locker room loves that guy because he he's a leader by example, not by talking. And but ultimately I just think it's Paris Campbell because you you just have such a dynamic playmaker and just what he's able to do on the offensive side. I think Frank Reich and Frank Reich even mentioned it I think last week that my goodness, I wish that I had this guy on my team many years ago because of just the way he's able to Im- uh, implement him in the offense I think ultimately he's going to be the biggest piece for the Colts this this season and being able to make plays
0: yeah I would definitely agree with you there I think he's a very good choice a very good candidate he probably will have the biggest impact um, but one player that I'm really really interested to see is Ben Banagoo just because, man, this guy, you know, the Colts have said now that they're going to start him at end. And so now the Colts have another guy who's going to rush the passer. I mean, they obviously signed Justin Houston, like we talked about. They still have Jabal Sheard, who has been a very solid player for them. But I'll be very intrigued to see how they use Ben Banigu and how much he's on the field for the Colts. Because, I mean, this guy, I mean, you look at his stats from college. I mean, I think he he put up both sides um, of the coin in terms of Pass rushing and also run stopping. I mean, this guy had over 15 tackles for loss, and you know, in 2018, and had eight and a half sacks. And and this guy, I think, he's a guy that can just do a lot for the Colts, and and can be moved around basically anywhere on that defensive line. And so, I'm very intrigued to see how they use Ben Banagoo. And I think on defense, he he could potentially, you know, if he got, does get a lot of snaps, I think he could potentially have a huge impact for the Colts in 2019.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and it is going to be interesting to see what his role is. Obviously, they say they want to move him to linebacker at some point if they can, but obviously his biggest attribute right now and his biggest strength is his pass rushing ability, and and Chris Ballard's always said it. Defensive line, offensive line, just adding depth and adding talent at those positions is absolutely key, and just adding another young Special kind of rusher just is another good piece for the Colts. And it especially helps Justin Houston down the road with helping to limit Justin Houston's snaps a little bit. So that way, when we get to the playoffs, because we're almost a surefire thing for the playoffs, we know that we can help Justin Houston get a few less snaps. And that can ultimately keep him fresher for when the playoffs do come around.
0: Yeah, and one thing I think the Colts really knew they needed to address, and they've needed to address it for basically Andrew Luck's entire career, is getting after the passer. I mean, that's one thing I think has been their Achilles heel ever since, you know, Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney retired. I think the Colts have not really had a consistent pass rush, and so adding a guy like Banigu, you know, with a Justin Houston where, you know, Ben Banigu can play more snaps and, you know, free up Justin Houston on the third down and, and where Justin Houston can be more fresh and the Colts can get more pass rush out of him um, and use him well because, I mean, let's face it, he's getting up there in age. He's just turned 30, and so he's also had an injury history. And so I think that this move for the Colts is very, very good just because it'll help guys like Justin Houston stay fresh.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right, man. Well, I think that kind of concludes our episode today. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but... That's kind of what's happening. the Colts finished up mini camp and so uh, we'll be back next week talking about a pot talking about some stuff on the podcast but the Colts have a break until uh, until training camp in the end of July. and so Derek, are you going to training camp this year?
1: I am unfortunately not able to go to training camp this year, but I hope to eventually go probably next year.
0: Dude, it's a lot of fun. At least when I was in Anderson, it's it was a lot of fun. And so I hope to see some of you guys there. I'd love to connect with you if you if, if I see you. And I uh, haven't been down in a couple of years, but man, I'm so excited because I've heard Westfield's such a beautiful place. And so, yeah, we'll be back next week, Derek. I think, and we'll we'll talk about we'll come up with some topics to talk about, and we'd love to hear back from you guys and kind of hear your thoughts on the the whole. You know what you guys think the Colts will be in 2019, and what you think about the topics that we talked about today. And so, yeah, thanks guys. We really appreciate all your support and just your listening to us and constant words of encouragement. It really means a lot. And so, um, it, it you know, it encourages us to keep doing what we do. And I know we love it. I know, you know Derek. I know it's it's always a fun thing to do to just be able to have the freedom to come on here and just give our opinions on the team and. Man, I just I just love this, and it's a really fun thing to do on the side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing more fun than being able to voice your opinion on the team that you love, that you spend so many hours every year uh, investing your time into, and, and especially great now knowing that the team that you're talking about is having great success. That definitely motivates all of us as well. So, yeah, it definitely is a great time.
0: I definitely agree, man. And I think this has been the most excited that I have been for a Colts season in a long, long time. Um, yeah. And so it'll be really awesome to see when training camp comes and see how some of these position battles take place, how these rookies you know shake out in training camp, and see if you know who makes the roster, who doesn't make the roster. It's very exciting, man, and I can't wait to see, and we'll you know, we we'll talk about it more in depth as we go along throughout the summer. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun to kind of see how the season shakes out with now the Colts having these high expectations, you know, playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl. And so thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week, like I mentioned, and go Colts.